Okay, so today we are going to discuss the top gift ideas for anytime, actually. It doesn't matter what season or what occasion or um, if there's even a reason to give a gift. These are things that will completely enhance your relationships, whether we're talking about friendships, marriages, um, relationships with coworkers, your neighbors, anyone really. If you do these things, this will totally make a difference in your relationships. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. First thing, give the gift of listening. I cannot say this enough, and in fact, this is probably going to be the longest of the three things that I'm going to talk about today, but listening is by far the hardest thing to sometimes give, but one of the things that just gives unbelievable rewards. So I want to just make a note that there's a huge distinction between hearing and listening. So hearing is the process of perceiving sound. It's what happens when you hear a car horn uh, honk or a neighbor yelling or tire screeching. That's perceiving sound. Listening is to pay attention. It's to take it in. It's very, very different. We hear a lot of things without listening. I remember when my kids were little, I used to hear them, you know, babbling in the background or singing in the background or making noise, and I never really paid much attention to it. It was sort of just that background, quiet noise almost because they were playing or they were under the table or scooting by and they were just sort of humming or making noises or or saying little things that not really meant to make sense or not really meant for me to listen. And too often... We do the same thing to the people around us. We're busy doing things and they're talking, but we're not really listening. And you know, that's a great way to make someone feel insignificant, even worthless. It's a way of not taking them completely seriously. Maybe it's even a a way of um, not following through. You know, I don't know how many times my husband and I will get in a disagreement because Either I will say, well, you never told me that. Or he will say, you never told me that. And the other one will say, well, I did tell you. I told you on such and such a day when you were in such and such a place. Yeah, the problem is we weren't listening. We weren't paying attention. Maybe I was in the kitchen and I was paying attention to a recipe. And my husband said, hey, by the way, on Wednesday, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden he doesn't come home. And I'm like, wait, where are you? And he said, don't you remember when I told you that day when you were in the kitchen? Yeah, you know, it doesn't take much to just put the knife down and quit chopping up vegetables or don't look at the recipe for a couple of seconds because your husband's standing at the door. But I have fallen into that trap so many times, I can't even tell you. Or my kids or my husband or someone says something to me and I'm not really paying attention. So off it goes and I miss it. Another way that we can not do a good job of listening is to pick up our phones. And that is such a problem these days. I love times when, as a family, we're all together and nobody has their phone. Those are some of my favorite times now because it's all too easy 
if the sound is on and all of a sudden you see a notification or you hear the notification and boom, click, click. And it's like, all of a sudden they're not paying attention to you because they're distracted by that phone. And so I've kind of become a stickler for when we're having serious conversations, whether it's my husband and I or, or the whole family, I just want phones down, phones down, put them away. Let's enter this conversation so I can look at you. You can look at me so I know you're listening to me and I'm listening to you and it's not going to be a distraction at all. Um, Another thing that we can do and not really listen is we can ask questions of people in passing that we don't even care about. I do not ask somebody how they are doing unless I really care. If I don't care or if I don't have time for your answer, I will say, hey, good morning. And I will keep walking. (laughs) So for instance, on Sunday mornings in particular, I'm really good at blowing people off. And I'm not doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because I teach Sunday school and I also pick up some kids, my my godchildren. So I pick those kids up and I'm they're younger. They're quite a bit, they're little kids. And so I'm paying attention to getting them to their Sunday school classes. And then I teach and sometimes another teacher will ask me to make copies or do something for them. And so By the way, that other teacher is my daughter, so uh, not any, just any teacher, but my daughter will sometimes say, hey, mom, can you make copies for my class? And I'll be doing that, and I will see all kinds of people that I would love to talk to, but that's just not the right time. So I don't say, hey, how are you? Because quite honestly, I just don't have time for the answer right then and there, and so often people will say to someone, hey, how you doing? And they'll keep walking. And man, that's a good way to show that you really don't have time to listen. So don't even ask. And it's also really, really easy to take our relationships for granted. And that's our friendships or our relationships with our children or our relationship with our spouse and not put the time into them to really listen Just go throughout a week and bark orders at one another or with those friends that you haven't seen for a long time. You know, if you don't take the time for those friendships, they're going to dwindle. They won't be what they could be. And it's up to all of us. You know, it's not a one-sided thing where the other person has to constantly ask, hey, can you get together? Can you do this? It's up to each of us to say, I really want to know what's going on in your life. Can Do you have time for coffee this week? Or if not, let's just have a phone call or um, whatever. So those are all ways that we sometimes don't do a good job of listening. Um, so let's talk about how we can listen better. I have three quotes. The first one is from Barry Banther, and it says, There are few moments that make us feel more valued as a person than when we believe someone is genuinely listening to us. Listen, I think most of us want to show the people around us that we value them, right? I don't think any of us really have it in the back of our mind that we're going to really blow off our our spouse or our kids or our mother-in-law or whatever. So what is better? Than planning time to really listen. And I'm guessing if your in-laws or your parents or anything like mine, they would love nothing better than if you just asked them to come over for a little bit for an afternoon and just plan. No phones, you know, just listen. What's going on? What's happening? And you know, so often 
Some of the times our our older people in our lives, they don't have a lot going on. And the truth is when you take the time to listen to them, what they really want to do is listen to you because their room, their, their life is pretty routine. And so they might not have as much going on as you have going on, but boy, just being there and being available. And the same is true with our children and our spouses. Plan a no phone afternoon and maybe have snacks or order takeout, sit around and say, hey, what are we doing well? What's really something that's going well in our family right now? What should we change? Where do we want to be next year or in two years or by the grace of God, five years from now? Where, where do we all think we want to be? Who or what are we struggling with? What's your biggest fear? What's your biggest concern going into the new year? What are some things that we need to really think about and be concerned about right now? And then pray, pray all together. And I have had one of the sweetest experiences just in the last several months. I've been meeting uh, with a couple people for a Bible study. And at the end of the Bible study, someone starts a prayer and then we all add what's on our heart and what's on our mind. And I have to tell you, it has been one of the most enjoyable experiences of my life to have that time at the end. So we've talked together, we've studied the Bible together, and then instead of just one person praying about the things on people's hearts, everybody just takes a turn. And um, when you want to, you just pray. And it's been a really, really neat experience to hear my fellow Christians do that and then to have that opportunity to pray together. Quote number two, Catherine Doherty said, with the gift of listening comes the gift of healing. I want you to think of some of the hardest things that you've been through in the last several years. One of the things that helps you to get through those times is definitely having someone you can talk to. Someone that you can just pour your heart out and say what's going on. And you know what? Those friends are so golden because let's face it, not many people stick around for the long haul, right? A lot of our struggles don't go away in a month. We might be dealing with a a child and their issues for five years or a specific issue that's going on in our life. It might not go away as quickly as we'd like it to. And so the people who are around for the long haul who will listen to you and listen to your concerns and not turn away, those people are worth more than any amount of money because they are really showing you that they're willing to listen, even though it might not be fun. And even though there's no easy answer, and even if, you know, they think you're kind of crazy for some of the things that you have to go through, it's okay. If they would just listen, that's, that's all that you need sometimes. So with that, let me just ask you, who do you need to call? Who maybe have you not been there for in the last weeks or months or six months? You know that they're going through something and maybe you haven't been the listening ear that you could be. Who do you need to call and check in with? Okay, third quote, it's hard to listen when you are talking or when you are thinking of a response. That's from Catherine Pulsifer. And I have to say, now that I have older kids, I have learned that my kids don't actually want my opinion very often. (laughs) I don't mean that in a cruel or weird way. It's just that with older kids, a lot of times they tell you things, and I'm sure I'm 
not saying anything new to most of you out there, but they don't want you to solve their problems. They just want to let you know what's going on in their life. And I have a really hard tongue time biting my tongue a lot of times because I just want to blurt out, well, have you tried this? Or have you done this? Or what about this? Or what about this person? Or could you do this? And I have learned that my kids don't necessarily want that from me. Sometimes they just want me to listen and not say anything as they sift it out and sort it out. And all I have to do is say, wow, that must be hard. Or how are you feeling about that? Or what do you think you're going to do? I know it's really hard for me to do, but if I can learn to just listen and not offer a solution, then my guess is you can too. Okay, so the second gift that I think is really, really important that anybody would love is appreciation. Listen, it really doesn't take much. Noticing what the people around you are doing and thanking them or complimenting them goes a long, long ways. And I mean, that goes for the clerk in the grocery store or the mailman or the garbage man, or the neighbor, or your spouse, or the kids, or the bus driver, or the person who shovels your driveway when you're gone, or whatever. Everyone, and I mean everyone, likes to see that their efforts are noticed. Steve Brunkhorst said, Feeling appreciated is one of the most important needs that people have. When you share with someone your appreciation and gratitude, they will not forget you. Appreciation will return to you many times. I have found this. I have older kids now. I say this way too often. Positive reinforcement does way more than nagging. Studies have even shown it. I talked about way back six months ago or so about a Harvard study that was done that showed that, you know, for every complaint that you give someone, you should give them six reinforcements, positive reinforcements. That a boy, way to go. Thanks for doing that. Just those positive reinforcements will do far more to motivate anybody around you than nagging ever will. So listen, appreciation, even though you are giving it to help somebody know just what they mean to you, the truth is it comes back to bless you a million times over. Because the people in your life who are appreciated love to be around you and they love to help you because you appreciate what they do. I have to tell you, it wasn't long ago, it was no more than a month ago that I, I quit doing something that I had been volunteering to do. And I no more than said I wasn't going to be able to do it again. And I got a response that was, Oh, that is really a bummer. We were just talking about how much we appreciate you and how much you have done. And I was walking with a friend later that week and I said, you know, if I would have gotten that two weeks earlier, two days earlier, even two hours earlier, I probably would have had a a lot harder time saying, you know, this just isn't going to fit into my schedule anymore. I'm sorry. Then I did. But I hadn't heard the appreciation. And, you know, that really can make a difference. 
Um, there's a meme that says, always show appreciation. What's taken for granted will ev- eventually be taken away. Then you will end up missing most what you least appreciated. That is just one of those double uggs. A, a lot of times we don't know what we have until it's gone. And I have had some situations this year that things have changed drastically in people's lives. And I cannot tell you, it was another reminder. Listen. What you have in front of you is not forever. Don't take for granted what you have because there's no guarantee that it's going to be there tomorrow. And even those of you who are raising children or helping out with grandchildren, and I know how tiring it is. I know. I get it. That does not last forever. I have several friends right now who are in the stage of life that they have empty rooms. And it's hard hard, hard, hard to walk past those rooms and have those rooms be empty. Just the other day, I was checking in with a friend and I haven't talked to her for a while. And I just sent her a message and I'm like, hey, how you doing? I was just thinking about you. And she's like, I'm sitting on my couch crying because everybody is gone. And this is so hard. I've heard that from so many older people who have said to me, hey, I hope you're really enjoying your kids right now those older kids who are still at home because all of a sudden they're going to be gone and you have no idea how hard that is going to be. There are always reasons to complain and there are going to always be reasons that life is going to be difficult living with certain people at certain times. But you know, if we can find reasons to appreciate each other, we will not regret it. And then when those days are gone, when our kids move out, when they get married, when they move to a different city to take a job, when they go to college, we won't feel like we would have wasted our whole time complaining and nagging them. We can really know that, hey, I appreciated them while they were here. I said what I wanted to say. I'm glad that I did. Um, That will definitely, definitely pay off. Okay, the third thing that you cannot go wrong giving. It is a gift that we all need. And that is Jesus and grace. If you put Jesus into your conversations, everything changes. So if you're not getting along with the people right in front of you, and if you just take a step back, how would this conversation be different if I inserted Jesus? Well, what what do we know about Jesus? Jesus never did anything wrong. And yet, he didn't go around telling people what they were doing wrong all the time, right? I have thought so many times, you know, Jesus could have told everybody what they were thinking wrong all day long, every day. So that could have been his entire life. Peter, why are you thinking that? You know better than that. Thomas, stop it. You know better than that. You know we're not going to do that. Stop. I, I, I've already told you that's wrong. John, quit thinking you're better than James. We've we've been over this before. He didn't do that. There were times that he did respond to what people were thinking because it benefited those in his presence. And so he confronted them about that. But he did not go around pointing out what people were doing wrong. What did he do? He kept the kingdom of God in mind. What was his ultimate goal? The ultimate goal was to reveal himself and his mission to as many people so that as many people as possible would believe and would be in heaven with him. Okay, what if that was your goal? What if you lived your life in such a way that this conversation with this person 
You're not going to focus on the minute details that drive you crazy. You're not going to focus on the other person's tone of voice. You're going to ask yourself, where is their heart? And what is wrong with their soul? And what message do they need to hear so that I can direct them towards Jesus and heavenward? Would that or would that not change so many things if we just did that? If we just remembered that Jesus didn't focus on the here and now, right? He didn't worry about buying a house. Yes, he had places to stay every night. You know, they might have been lonely places, but he had places to stay. He had clothes. He always had food. He took care of the people around him. He didn't get caught up on all the minor details. So you know what? If we had more of that mindset, it would go a long way for us too. So please think about these three things that you can give the people around you this year because I think all of us will see a drastic, drastic difference in our relationships if we do these three things. This has been little things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Have you checked out C.L. Whiteside's podcast, The Non-Microwave Truth, yet? It offers a fresh, vibrant Christian perspective to today's issues. C.L. is an educator and coach. He takes lessons from the Bible and applies them to everyday situations. I love to listen to him, and I bet you will too. You can find his podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check it out, The Non-Microwave Truth. You may think you are just one person, but trust me when I say each person's prayers are heard and each person's support matters. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you haven't yet, please take the time to rate and review Little Things today and share it with others. Thank you and God bless.